Up there in the sky, it's a bird, a plane. It's Handsome Boys Comics Hour. Those boys are so handsome. One Sir Hum. One Circa. One Fortnightly Discussion of Comics and Culture. I'm your host, Robbie Norman, literature geek and writer. And I'm your other host, Eric's a good night, professional artist and illustration nerd. And we are the Handsome Boys Comics Hour, your home for news, reviews, slightly antagonistic banter, and much, much more. Is that so 269? Nice. Nice. So, we'll be talking about, later on, in Nervo Book Club, talking about Coda. Volumes 1 through 3 by Cy Sperger and Matthias Bergara. Bergara? I don't know. He's from Uruguay. I don't. I don't know shit. I'll probably pronounce it four different ways uh, by by the time this podcast is over. But uh, I don't know how to describe Coda in a in a sentence. But good. Yeah, it's good. I liked it. There's a there's a little preview, a little tease for our discussion later. It's going to be me and Eric saying, "Hey, it's good." Well, that'll be it. That's not true. We'll talk about a little bit more than that. But that's later on. Before that, we have. Comic books that came out the past couple weeks to talk about. It is time for our first segment. It's time for Floppy Sport Nightly. Floppy Sport Nightly is a part of the show. Eric and I read a selection of this past couple of weeks' books, tell you to buy or do not buy them. Their smush meter goes from one to five. If we're feeling mushy about a decision, our first books of the week, because we're just going to group them together, is Empire. <laughs> it's not the first time we're going to do it either, <laughs> even in this episode. Empire 3 and 4. Story by Al Ewing and Dan Slott. Script by Al Ewing. Art, Valerio Shidi. Colors, Marte Gracia. They better not have killed... I'm going to be upset if Jen's actually dead. You and I have already laughed before, prior to starting recording this, about the quote-unquote plot twists that we see. There's actually a couple of them, to be fair. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of twists and turns going on in here. But not too complicated uh, twists and turns when you really do the math. (laughs) It's not that complicated when you really think about it. Um, when Jennifer Jennifer Walters, She-Hulk, Hulk, whatever, I don't know if she's proper Hulk still or not. Regardless, she's technically, spoilers, dead? Question mark? And now there's a clone, a plant clone of her? That's what this is, right? It's a plant clone? Is that what is going on? That's, I, I'm asking you, like, is that... Is that her with plant stuff in her, or is that? That's what I. That's the way I read it. Okay, I'm. But they said Jen's dead, so I assumed yeah, they that, they, that they killed her and inserted a clone plant thing. I think this is. It's less. She's dead. I. I. Re- I read it as like her personality's not here or whatever. You know. Okay. I, I not don't, like she's literally like dead, killed, dead. It's, I mean, I uh, it, it feels like comic book bait and switch bullshit. Well, I mean, yes, it is absolutely that. Like, there's it is absolutely comic book bait and switch bullshit. Uh, but I just don't. I, I'm cur- curious what flavor of bullshit they're trying to serve me here. It is. It, it's the first moment that I've been reading this event and gone uh, chlorophyll. Really? This is what we're doing? <laughs> You're pushing it a little bit. It's a little bit of a... Come on, Al. <laughs> it's a little bit. 
I can take a lot of stupid in my comic book, but oof, I don't know about that. We had to use well, we had to use Jen because she is so because she's, she's green. green. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, okay, all right, and so then, that's it's it's just that's the it's just like an all star Batman. <laughs> the trick is to paint the whole room yellow. <laughs> oh no! But then, then in the same like, then we get Teddy acting all funny, and guess what color mm-hmm. he is? Oh man, he's he's also he's also a, a green meanie. He's a green meanie me? all of a sudden. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> You're trying oh. to pull one over on me, Al Ewing. You trying to get one over on me? You trying to work me? Uh, work. I'm getting. I feel like yes, we are getting worked. And then we also get. But then we also get the. Oh yeah, Teddy and Billy got married. They had like a secret wedding at some point, uh, which is nice. That's sweet. But I certainly hope that we're not getting like Teddy like dead too. Now he's a plant man, even though that's what I think is happening. But I don't know, Eric. Are you still on board with this after the, the, these two issues? Yeah, I'm. I'm not thinking too deeply about it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I. I. Uh, it doesn't have to be my perfect thing. I don't think this is going to. I don't think this is going to change the world forever. I just. I just want to enjoy it. It. It could be that this is going to say and do a bunch of terrible things, but I doubt it. it I mean, I don't know, man. We, we how much how much Al Ewing Hulk have we read? A lot at this point. There's there's no way she's dead. Okay, I better. I hope not. I don't want. I mean, well, I we've seen the Hulk get his heart eaten. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. I didn't. I didn't think about the Green Door. Yeah, that's there's. Like, a, yeah. I don't know if this is gonna this is gonna be relevant to that. It has not. to be. It has to be. He's she's gonna pop I mean, up in the end of Immortal Hulk. I'm guessing. Yeah, I mean, I, it's it's hard to say, but I don't think she's gonna be. If 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 she is, if she is really like dead, dead, she will not be dead for very long. Al Ewing has all the mechanisms there to bring her back to life. The Green Door. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right, and I agree with you largely. Like, yeah, the chlorophyll thing is very silly. Uh, mm-hmm. And and uh, honestly, it's the exact stupidity that I want out of an event comic. You there's, know, there's also I don't know. There was that scene where Tony Stark's like yelling at himself. Also, by the way, Eric, I don't know. We have I don't think we've actually touched on this at all uh, on on the air, and I don't think I've even talked to you about it. But I, I think they are completely just hand waving away all of that. Tony Stark was an AI thing. They are just like, Boop, don't <laughs> don't look in this direction. He's normal again. He was always normal. The AI thing was something else. Don't worry about that. He's normal, Tony again. We we canceled all that crap. So we just say uh, he's just normal, Tony. Don't worry about it too much. So that's official. He's just Tony again. They're just like, oh, we don't want to worry about that. It's too much work to undo. So it never happened. Um, there is that him yelling at himself like, how could I have been fooled? I'm like, yeah, how could you have been fooled, Tony? Like, literally, I read that comic book. I think, And you, we are both like that. That Those are villains. Like, these are obviously what are you doing, Tony? You're an idiot. Like, they're clearly villains. These are bad guys. It's not secretive. Uh, but yeah, it's it's still I don't know. It's not it's still fun and it's still it like 
it is spanning all like it is big and it is not i think it's not biting off too much you know and i feel like it has a good hand there's a handle on the scope of it and it all makes sense for the largest part if you buy in the whole chlorophyll green skin thing so i'm still i agree with you i am still a buy on empire mm-hmm. it it just it, it it can't get too much dumber then yes the, then 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 maybe we'll have to uh readjust but you know like it can it, let it be let it be stupid in a fun way yeah that's all i want i feel i feel like them taking over green people that's just about the right tone <laughs> okay let's double buy on empire three and four next up is giant size x-men phantom x number one written uh, what's he? Story and words by Jonathan Hickman. Story and art by Rod Reese. Letters Ariana Maurer. Mayor Maurer. Somewhere in there. Um, of course, we're going to read a Phantom X comic book, Eric. And I, I know of your professed love of Phantom X. I, I do love Phantom X, and I really enjoy this comic book. That doesn't surprise me. It, I like it a lot. I like... We get... <laughs> phantom x charging into this the world with the howling commandos literally how it starts <laughs> and i'm like immediately oh stop digging jonathan hickman <laughs> you got me it took two pages <laughs> and and people making fun of his accent but okay th- and it like yeah i i i and this made me think eric about back to that x-force book we read which made me was like i was frothing at the mouth Mm. because of how they wrote phantom x and i always like he was turned into pepe Le Pew, and i hated it so much and i was i'm like i was i was like oh jonathan hickman's writing this how what how's the voice gonna be how is he gonna how is he gonna do phantom x and he's great yeah hickman's great i love hickman love his phantom x um i really like this these red red shirt superhero team that we never heard of because they got Mm -hmm. they got murdered by big giant monsters fucking what mohawk person yeah (laughs) mohawk person he they're absolutely a good good team that's the reason he chose them Mm mm-hmm Best the generation, your best your generation has to offer. Emotipool. <laughs> Rust Couldn't bu- be prouder to be fighting alongside all of you. <laughs> yeah, Emotipool. Emotipool. Rustbot. Um, I don't know. It's it's a lot of fun. I love the world, and I'm really happy to see the Hickman using it. Uh, and pulling in Storm. Storm's, like, ongoing story right now with her, her uh, illness, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I'm a buy. This is like right exactly in my wheelhouse. This is literally what I want. <laughs> it's more more your shit than my shit, but I do I do still enjoy it. Are you are you straight up buy, Eric? Or are you are you mushy at all? Um I mean it's good. I think I could go maybe one. Okay. Just uh just to sort of show you about where I'm at on it. Okay. That's fair. That's a double by Giant Size X-Men number one, Fan of X number one, much meter of 0.5. Our next book is X-Factor number one, written by Leah Williams, art David Baldeon, colors Israel Silva, letters Joe Harry How many X-Factors have we read in the six years we've done this podcast? X-Factor number ones. How many X-Factor number ones have we been through? I couldn't even 
hazard a guess at that. I, um, would, I, I know it's at least three. I don't have any clear memories of any of them. Yeah, I I rem I remember them existing. I could not really describe what happens in them. Mm -hmm. But I do remember reading other X Factor number ones, and they just keep you know this is hey they're rebooting X Men. You know with, with Hickman's X Men push, I'm like it's only a matter of time before we get a new X Factor. What's that X Factor going to be? And it's like, okay, well, they're still detectives of a sort, but now they're looking for dead X-Men. They're finding out why. So it's going to be like a, feels like this is a case for procedural style book, team book, where they're trying to figure out mysteries with powers. They're, I, I like, I like this, but I feel like it's a little, I feel like it's clunky. Hmm. Where do you, where do you sit? <laughs> this is a sigh. No, I mean I'm 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 I am not disappointed in this. Okay. You liked it? Yeah, I think that it's I think that it's um it's passing good. It's fine. But I think I understand your hesitation. I don't know if clunky is how I would describe it. Okay. But it 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 definitely is there's a there's a there's a lot of density here, and maybe even density is not the right word. It's it's almost like the signal to noise ratio, you know. Mm -hmm. It's it's like when I think of the like a lot of things happen, but there's still a lot of chaff. I feel like what's in this story would be more effective if it were just a little bit more essential elements. Like there's a hundred million panels on all the pages, a hundred million text bubbles. It's, it tells a lot of story, but is just a lot of it doesn't feel very essential. I, I, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's difficult to say. I mean, there, this is, well, one, it is long. It's a long, it's a big issue. Mm -hmm. There's mm -hmm. a lot, there's extra pages in here. Um, mm -hmm. It is very wordy. And I'm not necessarily against that in a book like this. I, I think a lot of it comes down to just how North Star is written. I, I, He's I, not a character I'm familiar with. It, it, I I've always thought him as him as fine. Yeah, I, that's and that's it. Like I've you know he's fine. He's not I, like I like everyone else on this team. I but North Star all like maybe it's just that like I never really liked North Star that much, and this is like. I don't like the Alonzi thing. I really. Yeah. I mean, I, I, when someone's, I feel like their primary characteristic shouldn't be that they, they speak a lot of French. Like I, I like everyone. I, you know, I, I love Dokken, that big idiot. I loved, I like him. I, I, you know, I like Rachel being trench coat psychic, you know, there, there, there's a lot of fun happening on this team. But it, I don't know. I don't like Northstar, and I don't like his bad haircut in this. Um, it's it does not look. It, it doesn't do it for me. No, I don't. The, the fake, the weird greaser look going on. I don't like it. Uh, I, but I, it's not like I think it looks good. Um, and I think I like the mo I like most of this team, and I like this premise. 
And I think it works as a good way to get into an entry point of a lot of background X-Men stuff going on that isn't in in a lot of the other books, a lot of weird side stories and things like that. I'm a mushy by I'm like a mush meter like of two. I'm a mush meter of two. I'm honestly probably just gonna read this in trade. That is how I'm gonna I'm gonna consume this most likely just in trade. I'll catch up with it after it's collected. I feel like that's probably the the better way to appreciate this. Like I think it's gonna it'll feel better just that way too, because I'll get everyone get a big lump of it and not have to you know, the the book itself is not too much of a like big hook at the end book anyway, so I'm not gonna necessarily wreck it too much. Are you the same, Eric? Yeah, yeah, I do feel like I mean when I think about crime solving fiction, you know, you you don't do a whole crime in one issue. It doesn't fit that format very well. All the ones that I felt like were successful would stretch it out to a trade. And I think that's more what I would like to see out of this personally. Um, so, no, I mean, I agree with you. I can, I can match your, uh, I can match your meter. Okay. And I think that this is, this is uh, more of a trade read, right. despite the things that I do enjoy about it. Okay. Uh, double buy X factor number one, much meter two slash read for trade. Uh, next up firepower one and two. Created by created and written by Robert Herkman, created and drawn by Chris Somney, colors Matt Wilson, letters Russ Wooten. So it's a Robert Kirkman book. I don't know if you heard of that guy. Yeah, he uh he might have done a thing or two here. Yeah. And Chris Somney, we've we've meant, we've talked about him once or twice as well. He's uh he's drawn a thing or two. Yeah. So they're they're basically functionally like a suburban kung fu story is what this is martial arts story yeah i like I, I i like those words um chris omni is still a tremendous artist <laughs> nothing has changed yeah. in that regard like there that second issue with the the silent fight scene throughout the, the house moi chef's kiss just beautiful amazing um shades of black widow yeah it's it's easy to see that here um like i i, I don't know i feel like i am i'm a buy on this just because somebody's drawing it like i don't mm -hmm. like i i think i'm i think i'm mildly intrigued by the story like i think the story is like interesting enough like oh it's this uh this this guy was adopted uh, went back and reclaimed this power, and this is years later now, he has a family, and now that well, history is coming back for him. Like, it's a very, like, relatively simple idea, and Kirkman's, like, like dialogue and writing is, I don't think we've ever criticized his skill. Mm. Mostly it's his choices that we've criticized. <laughs> well, I mean, if we get to issue 150 of this, yeah, uh, then then maybe I'll say something. Because <laughs> certainly the first couple of trades of um, The Walking Dead were fucking excellent. Yeah. But, I, you know, you, you, you play one note for long enough, you get sick of that note, doesn't matter how good a fucking note it is. 
Yes. And I, I, mean, I think one this is... One goddamn note. And, it is, and also, this is decidedly less grim than The Walking Dead. It, it is... It, this this guy is already... Like, he hasn't done a lot so far, and we did not read the... There's a prequel graphic novel that's out there. We have not mm-hmm. read it. Um, I probably will get it, just because it's Somni, Somni Strong, but... I, I kind of didn't want us to read it because I wanted to jump into this without reading the prequel book. Like it's at a certain point, it's like a zero issue. You're like, do I? Why is it? Why did you just start that? Be your number one issue. I don't understand. Why is? Why did you? I think the pandemic also changed things a little bit, but I don't know. I'm a buy on it. It's Chris Omni. I don't like Kirkman. Is I'm like I am not a Kirkman fanatic like some people are, and neither are you. But I don't. He's fine. He's good. Honestly, uh, but Chris Omni, buy, buy Chris Omni. I'm gonna buy that kids. He has a children's on all ages book coming out too. Like I don't know, he for that year he took off. He wasn't taking any time off. He was drawing two comic books. Jesus Christ, Chris Omni. Uh, so I'm gonna buy. Yeah, this guy throws Hadoukens at people. He does. At ninjas. He does throw Hadoukens at ninjas. Yeah, that's. I mean. If, if if you don't like that, fuck you. I don't. I, well, I hear. I don't know if you got it or not, but the, he has firepower. Yeah. Well, I mean, it had to be called something. <laughs> it couldn't be called Ninja Hadouken. <laughs> Hadouken. All right, that's a double buy. Firepower one and two. Last book is that Texas Blood number two by Chris Condon and Jacob Phillips. Um. We we sure liked that first issue a lot. I was a big fan of it. Thought we'd check up on issue number two. Not as, I don't know, not as sold on this one as I was the first one. I don't really remember what I was feeling about that first issue. Um, I, I went back and skimmed it over again, but I'm pretty intrigued by this still. Okay. I will, I will say that. Um... I know I find this this world and this story pretty interesting. I find these characters pretty compelling. Yeah, I like it. I like it. I'm not saying I don't like it. I don't. I think the second issue is just not nearly. Uh, I I don't know. It felt that that first issue felt very striking, and like I I came mm-hmm. away from it at the end of it going like, wow. I felt I felt like wow, what an issue, what a number one. In this book, I'm just like okay. Uh, cool like a continuation of that story obviously like yeah i want that but it's it's all it's kind of like well it's not as i it's a lot of it's this thing we talk about a lot whenever a lot of number two issues where you are you know it's it's that kind of segueing into the middle of an arc theoretically mm-hmm. so it's not going to be as showy i guess i don't know yeah th- it's not it's not all hooks and action in a lot of cases this is um, a little bit of slow build and character development, but I I like what it's saying. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I find it compelling and interesting. And the main character is Bill Hicks. <laughs> he isn't cursed enough to be Bill Hicks, but yeah, I get no it. No one curses enough to be Bill Hicks. That's fair enough. Um, but I, I think I'm still, I like, despite my complaints, my criticisms, I still think it looks great. And the story is really interesting. And it is, it is very like just seeing the ad for the Brubaker and Phillips book at the end just makes me go, yeah, this is very Brubaker and Phillips. And that is, 
that's good company when you can say your book is very similar in, in both in tone and quality to a brew baker and phillips book so i'm a buy yeah totally so double buy that texas blood number two we can move on to our next segment it is time for checking in checking in is the part show eric and i talk about what we've been up to what we want to talk about frankly video games and television shows and movies and gadgets sometimes crts sometimes. mr get it i got a new piece of equipment for my my <laughs> crts but i haven't hooked it up yet okay i'm gonna i'm gonna play on three monitors now oh my god <laughs> the crt minute with eric zeke Knight. Mm-hmm. it's not ever a minute it's more like it, it lasts longer than a minute uh, i felt like we should probably as long as i want it to god damn your eyes <laughs> I felt we could start off with the DC news because I feel like it's pretty topical, considering it broke. Yeah. It broke. I'm last- not. I'm. I'm still not terribly. You've caught me up on it a little bit, but uh, I'm still not a hundred percent current with it. I'm not either, frankly, because all the stuff that's come out like is still here. A lot, a lot of, of it happened yesterday. It looks like last e- e- la- yesterday afternoon and evening, and then yeah. like people were. Some people didn't even like the people. Who, we're at DC. Some of them were told about it this morning, and still some of those people don't have the full story. And they, one of the people theoretically fired, was the PR person for DC. So you're gonna, it's gonna be hard to get a statement from them when that person just got laid off. Uh, mass firings at at an editorial at DC. Uh, Bob Harris, editor in chief, gone, along with four or five other massive. Uh, editorial staff people plus other people who worked in marketing and high up people people who are in charge of decision making uh in dc most of them have been laid off um jim lee is not been laid off and there's been back and forth about what like someone said he the first report, oh, Jim Lee is now off of creative stuff, and now he's just going to be like an intermediary between DC and the rest of Warner Brothers. This is all directed by Warner Brothers, because Warner Brothers fired and laid off a bunch of people among all their different companies yesterday, including DC. Um, some shakeup about HBO Max and the streaming service didn't go as well as they planned, probably because they they had five different streaming services, and mm-hmm. people were wondering why. What HBO do I subscribe to? What are you doing? Um, it's like a, a decision that I could have told you right away. It's like, this is a bad thing you're doing. You shouldn't have, hey, Warner Brothers, like, just have one. Why do you have five? Um, but you regardless- know, I think this is a good time to to invest in, in Quibi. <laughs> yeah, it's like, from a mile away, you're like, that's a terrible idea. No one's gonna, mm-hmm. you're, no, you're gonna fail. Like, I can tell you right now. I don't know what millionaire sold you on this terrible idea, but it's gonna fail. We have to understand they're smarter than everyone, and if we don't buy their terrible thing, we're wrong, obviously. Oh, okay, good. Well, DC has got, but then, uh, speaking of Jim Lee, he was, now he's apparently, the now he's again the uh, chief creative officer for DC, which puts him on top of everything is of the creative process in DC, and he reports to Warner Brothers. I don't know if that's actually true, because a lot of this is still not confirmed by anyone. Uh, there's different news reports from Bleed Cool, Variety, different 
comic books, websites, and news sites, all from their sources. And who knows? Well, the their fallout will still be happening, but there's also a lot of rumor about what this means for DC Comics. In are they going to still publish floppies? Like some people are saying, no, they're done with it. Pro- or out, they will stay with, yeah, there will still be Batman issues and Superman and Justice League. And then everything else, maybe you'll get a tr- you'll get graphic novels or trades out of them. And then, but every, but they're or they're or they're taking their printing like they've taken their printing in house anyway with the pandemic. But now they're just going to make keep doing that, or or maybe they're going to put some stuff through Diamond, their more popular stuff. Like it's all up in the air, but it is certainly big, big, big news. Um, I don't like the pandemic has done a lot of stuff to comic book companies um and i'm i don't know both you and i neither of us have been super engaged with what dc has been putting out lately that's a fact so we're i don't know it's i i like i'm not like looking at their output like all the books they're making and going oh no i won't get my fifth batman comic this month i'm like so i'm curious maybe it will make things better but i don't know I don't I don't know. It's 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 I I I know that Bob Harris uh protected uh sexual assault people. Uh <laughs> so I'm not too upset. He's fired. So bye. Uh all those other sexual people sexual assault people. Bad guys, bad sexual assault criminals, sex rapists, bad men, sex pests. Bad bad guys, bad people who did bad things. He protected them. Multiple shitheads. Shitheads. He protected shitheads, and now he's gone. So I don't. I'm not going to cry tears for him. I do feel sorry for all the rest of those people. I'm sure some of them are, or most of them are good people who are. Hopefully they'll land on their feet. The ones who deserve it. Um, and I don't. I'm not worried about comic books either. Like I don't know. There was a lot of people like, oh no. I'm like comic books will be fine, man. They're still gonna make comic. Com- someone will, people will make comic books just because DC is. There's also reports coming out that DC is not gonna even be more important to Warner Brothers because they recognize that hey, we have Batman and Superman. We probably should be making more money from those guys. Like, look at mm-hmm. Marvel. Like, Marvel's making billions of dollars, and while we got pe- people yelling at us about bad cuts of terrible movies so maybe we should find a different way to make money from these incredibly well-known characters so i don't think they're just going to cut away their idea farm which is basically what you know marvel and dc are at a certain point to those people it's an idea farm we got to make movies so we got to keep making these comic books guys and paying them pennies um hey very shiny pennies though uh you take a hundred of them Mm-hmm. What was that all about, Christopher Daniels? <laughs> I don't know. Your pennies. Well, it's it's uh, the fifty fifty uh fifty plus or fifty plus. You know, they. It, I don't know the commercials. There's a lot of if you watch uh, television aimed at an older it audience. Seemed, yeah, it 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 seemed like some bullshit. Like metals investment. Yeah, that's a scam. Yeah. It, it he Christopher Daniels he he got the tone perfect. He got it perfectly mm-hmm. right. It was really good. Uh, this is our weekly BT review. It was good. It's always good. Love BT. Uh, Fall Guys, Eric. I'm familiar with this game. I talked you into buying it. You did talk me into buying it. I've been playing Fall Guys. Apparently, everyone on Earth has been playing Fall Guys. It's a it's yeah, dude. It's blown the fuck up. Super popular. It sold like yeah. five million copies on Steam or something crazy. Wow. 
two million something a lot millions of copies plus it's a free it's a ps plus game on playstation it's doing very 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 well so much that the servers have routinely been struggling through yeah, times going down um they're uh, updating it like tomorrow i think with a new map a new game so to speak and they're saying yeah. they're going to be adding more of those and more costumes already which yeah when you get suddenly get like hundreds of millions of dollars coming in you're like oh well, we can afford this now we don't there's no worry about this book this game not being a hit because it's a super good hit i don't know how would you describe fall guys it's like mario party but not unpleasant uh i mean for me it's like it's it's ninja warrior with little weeble wobble people yeah you're like playing like you are you're engaging in you you start it's like a battle royale ninja yep. warrior wibble weeble with like when you're but you're playing like a cartoon toddler yeah they can they can barely move you you know they you, make little cooing noises it's you very silly you run through obstacle courses with a bunch of other people and you want to be the last one alive after four like five rounds of, of games mm -hmm. some of them are obstacle courses some of them are like soccer with a giant soccer ball two giant soccer balls because one is sometimes it's sometimes a giant american football sometimes it is you're just the first time that happened to me i'm like what the fuck is going on why am i there's a football here all of a sudden okay um but it really is that simple like you're just running around you have three buttons you have move you have run you have a no you have move you have uh dive and you have grab yeah that's it and then you're just trying to like not fall into slime or not fall off the edge of a cliff, try to get to the finish line first, and if you win, you steal win. Steal someone's tail. You steal people's tails. There's lots of different minigames. Step on hexagons. It's very silly. Stand on the right kind of fruit. <laughs> Watch out for fruit coming at you sometimes. Somet true. Sometimes there's, there's, people, there's cannons shooting fruit at you, and you gotta dodge out of the way. Big giant oranges will knock you in your noggin. It's a wild world. Uh, it's only 20, it's $20. Uh, it is well worth it. Well worth it. It's a lot of fun. I want to play more. Me too. It's a good game. It's a fun game. I'm trying to talk a lot of people into buying it so we could play all play together. Uh, I don't know. It's not, it's like, it's very, I don't know. You watch and like, there's a million streamers also playing it. So there's, it's very easy to like watch and go like, oh, this looks like a lot of fun. I'm gonna play this silly ass game. For and it's also really good. It's like bite sized. You can jump in for like a couple sessions and then you're done, and that you don't you don't feel like you've been robbed of your time. It's just like oh, that was silly fun. And you can also dress up like a hot dog or a pigeon if if you want to. You can run around an obstacle course dressed up like a hot dog. I mean, and who doesn't want that life? Or my favorite thing is actually chasing the people dressed up like hot dogs. Specifically the hot dogs, though. I don't care about any other costumes. But if you're a hot dog, I'm coming for you. That's fair. I mean, it's a hot I mean, dog. such as it is in real life. Such so like, yes. I, I yeah. see hot dog, I just charge. I can't control myself. Yeah. I'm a monster. So you went on vacation, Eric. Do you want to talk about shrimp? You want to check in with shrimp? Uh, I mean, shrimp are delicious. Okay, good. I did, I did eat shrimp that were caught that morning by the guy that owned the, the shrimp market that I went to. It was Kismet. It's pretty nice. Um, I don't know. Not a whole lot to say. I've been taking it as easy as possible. Dropped my phone in the pool. Got a new phone. You're still there, right? I'm still here. I'm listening. I'm listening okay. intently. Yeah, I have a did not. I don't know. I wanted to keep my stupid 
Pixel 1 until the wheels fell off. And I guess it'll never work again now, so here I am. I have a Pixel 3a XL, which was reasonably priced and quite honestly kicks the shit out of my old phone. I have a, I have a normal 3a myself. Yeah, I uh, I like it. It's a phone. It is a phone. It's quite quite like the Pixel. It uh, it really doesn't say or do anything all that all that crazy. There's no wild bells or whistles or anything nutty like that. It just does the job and shuts the fuck up and that's really all I want out of a phone now. Like just give me a fast processor and enough RAM and enough storage and I'm happy. Yep. So it's it's there's nothing exciting about it. I like I like the big phone. Get yourself one of the big phones. Mm-hmm. Yep. Them them big boy phones. Big boy phones. I ordered some I ordered some obnoxious cases for it today. <laughs> Got the most. I I have a boring ass black case on my phone. Sweet, nothing special. Big old boring Robbie. Um, anything else you want to talk about before we move on? You know, I can't think of a damn thing. Okay, I'm sure you'll think of it later. Though, so that's good. I mean, Fall Guys is the thing. That, Fall Guys is a good game. It's it is the one thing that I did, and you know we've talked about it. Fall Guys is good. Uh, we can move on to our final segment. It's time for Nerdbubba Club. Nerd Book Club is the part of the show where Eric and I sign along our collective work and discuss it in depth like a wood, a book, and a book club, except it is a comic book. This week we are discussing Coda, volumes one through three, written by Sai Spurrier, illustrated by Matthias Bergara, color assist by Michael Doig, lettered by Jim Cable and Colin Bell. I, I, we, read the, we read the first issue of this way back in the day. Yeah, I guess it has been out a minute. And I remember liking it a lot. And then I kind of just went like, oh, it's one of those books. So I, 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 I bought it in trade. Eventually, I'm like, I'll buy it in trade. Uh, I think we are mostly struck by Bergara's art because mm-hmm. it is kind of incredible. Um, because and it's it is it's 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 pretty incredible. It's very good. It's just beautiful, sumptuous. I would I would describe it, even when it's kind of gross, which it is often is in this book. There's some really gross shit in this comic book, but you know, I I I feel like the artwork is done in such an appealing way. There's nothing that really grosses me out. It's a little bit of a uh, an orc stain sort of problem, yeah. not problem, but um, orc stain situation. Yeah, much like the the Boba Hotep situation. An old, that's an old reference. No one's going to know what you're talking about. Yeah, no one knew the last time either. That's fair enough. Uh, yeah, it, 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 yeah, I'm not, it is, I don't know, it, 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 it just looks incredible. Like every page, it, like explosions of color, um, beautiful character work, uh, high, high, a lot of detail and, and ability to, vary back and forth with the scenes of action and then scenes of stillness and have that emotional impact be there. Like, I I don't know. Uh, It's incredible. It, it, it doesn't stop being incredible. Every, it, it, it has that Daniel Warren Johnson thing going on where it's just every page you're, you're struck by 
the variety of like of the ability to do a, like an incredible variety of kinds of pages of kinds of story of, of of storytelling where you have this really kinetic action scenes and then these and big epic pages with giant battles going on and then you could also have these pages very still and are very quiet and are very touching yeah based off of my impressions of the the first issue i had no idea i would enjoy this as much as i did i think but i mean i i, I start with Bergar's art because that's the thing that i think i knew i would enjoy yes but that I, was a that was a slam dunk from the get-go this guy's like the wacky cartoon version of Mobius. Yes, there there is certainly that kind of that influence there. Like even I can see it. But it's the side like the writing, size barrier, very hit and miss with me, usually. Well I say this is a hit. No, this is my the my favorite thing from size barrier. It's not even close. Yeah. Th- this is this by, is, far this away. Is, yeah. This is this is this is not fair to midland this is pure unadulterated greatness yeah it 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 is again i think you know it suits the art to a certain extent that it it does also span all these different emotions and tones in this fantastical set like it it bites off a lot mm-hmm. and i think that was my main expectation my main like my hesitation a little bit was like oh i know it's gonna bite is it's biting off a lot but it chews it all it does it 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 manages this incredible setting of this like this fantasy mad max like it like a a, a post-apocalyptic it's a post-apocalyptic world technically where the the, there's some terrible explosion of magic it's like a tolkien-esque it's like a it's a it, it is at both homaging yeah. token and also parodying token. Yes. There's there's some interesting like, you know, what if the what what if what about the Uryx, you know, that kind of stuff going on in here and it's I don't know, man, it's wild, it's fascinating. Yeah. I love Circa. She's the best. She's fucking awesome. She's the best. Yeah. 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 She she I liked this book until she was introduced sort of late in the first trade and then I was like okay this fucking rules. <laughs> She's just so goddamn good. Yeah. But She's I, so good. And I but I mean I think she has to be. She has to be this incredibly engaging character because she is she's the central like like she doesn't have an arc really, which is okay. You can be a great character and be static. I mean, I I, I guess her only arc is like accepting Hum back into her life mm-hmm. after he's a shithead. But like she has to be great because you we're following Hum and he's he loves her. You know, he she's the reason he exists. Like basically, like the reason he keeps going is because of her. Like his quest is her fixing quote-unquote her and like if we don't like circa then we won't get you know we won't empathize with his with his quest uh even though you know it is the fucking terrible idea from day one i'm like oh god no as soon as circus introduced and you're like you see what she is like issue three i think it was or four um 
I mean, and you're like, oh, and you learn like why he wants to do what he's doing. You're like, oh no, this is going to end poorly. Bad idea. Yep, it is. It's a terrible idea. But it, even though, still, it hurt, man. Hurt me. That's it. It felt terrible watching them, watching him go to her with that potion. It made me upset. That's why I know this book's good. <laughs> it makes you feel shit. I was, I, I, her jamming that bone in her orc nose. I don't know. I, as a person who's has who had was was sort of like Sir Hum at a certain point in my life, and still has to fight off those tendencies. It didn't feel good seeing him be a complete fuck up on the page. <laughs> Trying so hard to do this terrible. He's like, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna try really hard to do this terrible thing because <laughs> I think it's the right thing, even though it's no bad idea. But oof, mm. oofa doofa. Man, people are uh, people are misguided. What are you gonna do? I think they know what's good for people. Yeah, um, I don't know. It's, I think it's interesting that like it it manages. I don't know. There's a lot of things in this that I some I can't that are easy to screw up. Like I like it's easy, really easy. Like oh, how many post apocalyptic Mad Max stories have you found in your life? Like, oh, it's all a bunch of, the world's a wasteland, and there's, like, a couple, t like, I was just, like, thinking the entire time, like, okay, this is, like, Mad Max, and then, oh, that's there, oh, it's the, we have the evil magic, the evil uh, Sauron who fell, and all the, the, and her obsession to kill the, I guess, what are effect effectively ringwraiths, I yeah, guess? Yeah, I, I read it as a, a ringwraith as well. But there, no, there ain't no ring wraith. Like there's, I, I and I never felt. Uh, I think this is a, a good question, Eric. Did you ever feel like these? Some of these twists and turns were a little too bait and switchy. Not really. I just enjoyed this book. Okay. I mean, I, I does it not seem pretty obvious? <sighs> I mean, I, the 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 mermaid gangster has a uh, 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 another heel turn at the end. Mm-hmm. You know, like, did it not just feel perfectly natural? Seemed exactly right to me. I mean, no, I, I'm I'm not necessarily saying that I think that there are too many bait and switches, but I can see that as being a criticism at times. Like, I can see that, like, there is a lot of, and like, I expected them at a certain point. You know, I expected that, you know, I, like I said, I, I knew that that potion, oh, it's going to fix her. Oh, this this mer lady who sits like lives in a throne and immediately is distrustful like i'm like there's no way that all of these things are just going to line up and it's going to work out i knew it's not going to work out i knew that it was going to be a terrible idea i think it surprised me in how it didn't work out i feel like it's more the there's there were a lot of there are a few moments in the middle ish area before i think that last arc was not nothing surprised me really but it was more like in the middle areas where like you get a you get a i don't know there's an off when he manages to get the elf's head off screen off panel off page you know i could see people criticizing that it's such a big thing that happened and he just disappeared for it 
you know, circus circus shows up in town. He disappears real quick. Go get the horse, quote unquote. But in fact, he was cutting off an elf's head. Which, God, that poor elf. Yeah, it's a uh, this this uh, this comic does mean things to these immortal these immortal creatures. The dragons just a pile of bones with an inchy butthole. <laughs> I re- I'm really glad that, that came back around, though. That was a really good callback, too. Yeah, you scratched my asshole. <laughs> you scratched my ass, so uh, I'll, I'll give you, I'll do you a solid. <laughs> I mean, that's a you know, it's a that's a, a bro move to do. It is. I mean, it is. It's you know? it's the it's the uh, the thorn in the lion's paw. It's it's updated. Mm-hmm. It's an updated. Yeah, it's the bone dragon's itchy butt crack. <laughs> You know, if you if you had an you lived for eternity and you're just a skeleton and your butt itched and you couldn't do anything about it, it'd get really annoying after a while. And you yelled at every single person that walked by, and they never no one ever helped you. you they and they slept inside you. They didn't do anything about it. They didn't scratch your intestines. Yeah. Um, all, the goblins being in control of that fake ring wraith. There's you know there's those twists and turns in there. Um, do you like home? I find him compelling. Right. He's he's French. <laughs> is that what he is? Yeah, he's French. So I can't look at him and not think he's French. Like I I it, it screams at me. He's a French protagonist. He absolutely is. You think that's purposeful? Um I don't know. I mean it could be that I'm seeing a lot of um Bergara's influences, but he, I mean, he feels like a, he feels like a, 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 a protagonist in a Mobius comic or, um, you know, a character from, uh, Snowpiercer or something like that. Someone that's compelling and unlikable. Uh, Cause I, I hear, I like him. I, I, I think that we do get, we get a few save the cat moments from him for sure. He's not a completely irredeemable guy and he you know his heart's in the right place he's just a very jaded and negative person that cares about people you know yeah and i i seems someone who's been disappointed a lot yeah and i i think that that's the thing is that he it's the right it is the really it's the good balance of of flaw and 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 error with that save the cat with that those moments of and his motivation you know is oh yes i want to do the best for my wife even though it's incredibly misguided and he could have just asked and that moment where he wait the i don't know it's those moments where he wakes up with the ring and he looks at the like the, the those he looks at the ring the first time every morning it's the first thing he looks at see if she's around she's there or not he never knows if he's gonna leave her and they're like and in retrospect knowing like understanding that no she likes that you know those the that time in the tornado <laughs> in the rage tornado like that's a part of her and you can't take that away and he is you know kind of uh he resents it you know time that hit her time apart from him and her time working out her demons um 
it makes everything make sense you know i think that's the thing like i that's what i i think like all those minor reveals you can i think you can nitpick them occasionally like oh yeah they're just to get a big hook at the end of a book like i i i i think i'm very i'm like at this point i'm hypersensitive to that especially when i'm reading a trade and i go you can clearly like oh they wanted to sell a comic book so there's a thing there um but that build up to the end of that second book where he's left alone and the poor unicorn pentacorn hepticorn musicorn is just it's a pokemon is a pokemon i keeps evolving it does i love him though i love the unicorn um yeah he rolls it's great um that just a great creation a lot of, a lot of really good fantasy monsters in this i will say very good fantasy monsters um i i, I enjoy them a lot but i like hum i think there is those those moments where you see the humanity in him you see that what he's he wants to do the right thing even if he to do yeah, the right he, thing he's genuine and he cares despite being so cynical yeah and i think that's yeah. ultimately why i like him i don't like him as much as circa because circa's the fucking best <laughs> I have to say, this is she's the best instance of uh, monster lady I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. I circus great is okay. Is she better than this? Is because this is a, a question that came up a lot. Um, Big Barda, like just in general, or in, in the from Mr. Miracle, in the Tom King, in the Mr. Miracle book. We yeah. loved. We yeah, love. She Big, she's better than Big Barda. She is. Okay. She is. I think I agree with you. Yeah, she's better than Big. Barda. I mean. They would be good friends. They would be. <laughs> she would she would find something to compliment Big Barda. She'd tell her she had a nice hat or some bullshit. She's so she's such a good person. Mm-hmm. She's so nice. For a big killy monster, yeah, she's just a pretty good person. I don't know. Just thinking about it makes me smile. That's a good I I like that's nice. I liked it a lot. Th- this this book is got a lot of delightful shit in it. And I love it for that. It's got a lot of compassion for the orcs, I think. Yes. You know, I think and that's an interesting take. Like, basically, all of them show a lot of humanity. And you know, they're fed up with people's bullshit and people hating them. And I like that a lot. It's really mean to the immortals. The fucking poor elf. That poor elf. That's a how it's, how how many books have you read where we've had talking decapitated heads? It's at least two. Yeah, I can't think of a third one, but immediately it does make me think of Head Lopper. Yeah, I like Agatha more than the elf, mostly because Agatha just insults mm-hmm. Head Lopper brutally, and the elf's kind of like back and forth sometimes. I do like the elf though. I like the elf a lot. Um, I don't know. The design of the characters is brilliant the yeah good god they're they're everything is so varied and interesting and the cartooning is so good and the mark making is so good and i i i cannot get over the color in this book it's it's so fucking beautiful and comforting it's so good this is this is i think the best color i've i've seen in 
in a comic in several years. I, I, I am blown the fuck away by how good it is. And it works so perfectly. It, it, I think it's difficult to really get in the way of line art to do too much or to do too little. And they manage to really complement each other extraordinarily well to where I can appreciate both of them for what they're doing. And that's, that's a lot. That's a tall order. This is, this is some straight up superlative shit. And it shifts palettes. It's so all this, this uses every printable color. It's insane how fucking colorful this shit is. Like, it's almost too much, but it still manages to do something good and cohesive and communicate, you know, emotion and something appropriate to the scene and just still be outrageously beautiful. It's so fucking much. Yeah. Excellent storytelling. Again, the it's it's always you know I, I always a lot of time look back at the how able how able are is an artist to shift between movement and stillness. I don't mm-hmm. know it always stands out to me, um, and this book does it tremendously well. The 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 scenes that are full of action and danger and violence are full of it are full of the violence they're full of that movement but the scenes where it's still and quiet are filled with stillness and quiet and like the the there's you know jumping back and forth between those two and able to convey them both so well it just is such a it 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 adds to the dynamic range of the story it makes you feel that quiet and it makes you feel that impact and it that the wider that range is the greater impact those moments have which is it's just gorgeous um i don't know it is just i don't the 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 thing that i took away from this above everything that it it touched me and yeah that there is like it does a lot of things really really well and it tells a great story the art is unbelievable and beautiful the writing is is top notch but i take away from it like it made me feel the way extreme extreme extremity feels make me feel like extremity touched me and this book touched me it made me like it that and that's the thing that i probably like it i carry with me after I finish reading something and I put it back on the shelf, it's not necessarily. I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say like the first thing I mention when I'm gonna when I recommend this to people, it's not gonna be, oh, the art is beautiful or the writing's very clever, and or oh, they really manage this weird setting, this Tolkien-esque post-apocalypse setting really well. I'm not gonna mention any of those things. Not first. First thing I'm gonna say is like it's a really powerful story that touched me. And that's and like that's the thing that like a lot of books don't do. A lot of books are like I, a lot of books are good and are in, are exciting to read or 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 interesting or well done. But I'm not going to say oh they touched me and I I felt differently after I was done reading this. But it did. Um, 
a, t- a tremendous book and something I it kind of kind of like surprised me. I was not expecting to feel a, so much reading it. Frankly, it kind of blindsided me a little bit. I almost messaged you about it. We have to keep these conversations fresh. That's very important. We record everything we say. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it feels Otherwise, like. Otherwise, what does our life even mean? Sometimes it feels like that's what my life is. Yeah. I have to. If I have an opinion, I I have to save it for a podcast. I don't know. Code is just it's a just a wonderful book. It's just wonderful. Um. Anything you want it you that we haven't brought up? Or? I can't think of a damn thing. It's just us gushing over how good this book is and how great the characters are. Mm-hmm. Like I, it's it's just absolutely superlative and completely indispensable. Everyone should read it. Yes, I concur. Uh, but that will do it, I guess, for our discussion today. Coda by Sy Perrier and Matthias Bergara. Next, next episode, Eric. We begin our, our, our we begin a journey. I know you're excited. Um, I'm, I'm sick over it. <laughs> we are going to be reading over a few of uh, three episodes as our plan. We're going to be discussing the entirety of Grant Morrison's Batman run. Um, and we, we it's been a while. It's been a long time coming. We've been thinking about doing it for a while. Where I I just said we're going to bite the bullet. We're going we're going to swallow the frog, eat the frog. We're going to. Hey, maybe we'll love it. Graham Morrison, he's a, you know, he's a auteur. Good or bad. He 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 makes choices. And I'm curious. I've we've only re- we read bits and bites of Graham Morrison's Batman. I just want to read it all, see how we actually feel about it. Uh we're going to start with basically what's here going to do Batman and Son, um The Black Glove and Batman Arrest in Peace. Those are the 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 first three trades. These are going off the Go- Gotham Archives, Morrison, Grant Morrison, Batman reading order, um, which you can go and find that, and it will give you what basically follow our core outline of what we're going to be reading. We're gonna we're skipping a couple of extraneous things, um, just get to the meat of it. But we're gonna be reading for the, the majority of it. So that's Batman and Son, Black Glove, Batman, Rest in Peace. Next time, read along with us if you'd like. But that will do it for us. We are the Hands of Boys Comics Hour. You can find us at handsofboyscomicshour.com. Find links to all of our stuff, our Facebook or Twitter, to our RSS feed. If you like the show, please subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app. Give us a good review. Give us a five-star review. Tell your friends about us. All those things help help us out, help out the show, get more people listening. We appreciate it. You can find me online. On Twitter at Robbie Dorman. My website is RobbieDorman.com, where you can find links to my other podcasts and links to purchase my horror novels. My newest novel, War on Halloween, is a suspense horror story about a family fighting for Halloween in a town controlled by a sinister reverend with secret occult powers. You can read it for free with Kindle Unlimited. Eric, where can they find you and your things online? Oh, you can see my portfolio at uh, freewillunlimited.com and see many of the other things I get up to. At ericzgoodnight.com, that includes um, services like Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, where I'm known on all, all three as Easy Goodnight. And with that, folks, we will call it a day. Have a good one. Rock and roll.